Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Love Talk Radio. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Thank you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millet and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Listen under hip hop rap anymore. They got them listening under pop. 
Yeah, because the way pop music is going, man, it's like you put a lot of rappers in the pop category now. Well, I tell people like this all the time. Times repeat themselves. And right now, we're in a disco era. Think about it. Back when back when disco started really getting popping, you had a lot of R&B artists that switched over. Yeah. You have a lot of R&B artists that switch over, switching over to this Euro pop sound. You got a lot of hip-hop artists that are switching over to this, you know, skinny leg, skinny jeans. We're going to dance all, all night right. in the club. Even though they're not dancing with girls, we're going to dance with each other in the club. Right. And group, you know. And group. Exactly. The girls sitting over there, nobody didn't bought them a drink. Ain't nobody asking to dance. Y'all dancing with each other. But that's what, right. this, this is just, it's the new age disco era. And disco died, and this shit gonna die too. I'm telling you right now. So just hold tight for everybody out there who is still a real music fan. Just hold tight. It's coming back. I promise you. I promise you it's coming back. I, I guarantee it. Anyway, I hope so. So for the news this week, for those who didn't tune into them, they aired the uh, Billboard Awards earlier last week. Um, the only performance of the night, honestly, worth noting, was Beyonce. I know too many. I know there's not too many people out there that just like Beyonce too much, but honestly, she did a good. She did a good performance. Uh, she did a lot of flack because they said that she jacked her performance concept from this Italian singer that I can't pronounce anyway, so I'm not going to attempt to, but, um, and she actually did come out, she said, you know, she saw the video on YouTube and she was inspired, but she also incorporated other elements, I mean, it, it happens, it's, come on now, it, it's been happening, too, they don't put up, they put up a post like this when Elvis jacked all our stuff, but that's a whole other story, uh, right, let me not come off, let me not come off as bitter <laughs> this week, now, <laughs> tune in last week. If you tuned in last week, you know that we talked about the BET Award nomination. Now, and I'm not saying that the middlemen are responsible for this, but there was clearly a lot of backlash into the actual nomination. And it was so much backlash that Stephen Hill, the VP of Programming, actually responded to it. On BET.com, mm. he responded. And he responded to everything that we talked about last week. Everything. To the teeth. Now, once again, we're definitely not taking credit for this. Right, right. Clearly, especially when you look at the interview, it fits the timeline almost perfectly. The first thing they wanted to talk about was Trina and the mm. fact that Trina wasn't um, nominated. Well, he had something for that and this gave a little bit more insight into the actual process of the BET Awards. Now, what he said was, he was quoted saying that Trina didn't submit a video that was during the eligibility period. To be eligible, what you have to do is a video has to be submitted and then played on BET at least one time between April 1st of one year and March 30th of the next year. So for this eligibility period, it would have been April 1st of 2010 to March 30th of 2011. Now, this is what's so crazy about it. Trina released a video at the very end of March 2010. Like the, it was the last week. It was just that. It was, it was just that close. But she missed the right. eligibility period. He, said he, he actually spoke with Trina on the phone. They ironed out all the differences and everything. And so basically, for those who don't know, it's not about your album sales. It's not about your, you know, your buzz. It's not even really about your talent. If you release a video to BET in their time frame, then you are eligible. And then from there, they get their list of music industry professionals, bloggers, and then they have what they call the BET Voting Academy, which I didn't participate this year a part of the voting category. I did last year. And I can kind of see the difference in last year versus this year in terms of the nominees. Now... With, we also talked about last week about there only being four spots for the best female hip-hop category. Well, this is because only four female hip-hop artists released videos in the eligibility period. So 
So basically, everybody out there who's saying, oh, Lola Monroe was good and Diamond was good and that Master P's daughter, Symphonique, she was good. No, they were the only four female hip-hop artists to release videos, submit them to BET, and they were played at least once in that year's time. So everybody so basically the video got nominated. Right. That's basically what you're saying. So if we would have submitted a video on Nick Eaton last year and it aired maybe one and a half minutes, you would have got nominated. Uh, well, but been in the category to get picked. If I was if I was one of five, if there were only five male artists to be nominated, and I was one of the five, and it was only five that submitted videos, then yes, I'll be nominated. Right. That's exactly wow. what that means. So, I will say this, and I'll say this because a lot of our listeners are artists. I will say this. Take note of this. Especially, like, we, uh, Miss Smurf, we're a big supporter of Miss Smurf over here at the Little Men's Show. I would love to see the females step it up. Like, honestly, you can't really be mad at BET in that situation. After going back and reviewing everything, after after looking at it, you can't be mad at them. Nobody's putting out any music. And it kind of goes into our topic of today. Before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. Now, people were wondering how Beyonce got nominated when her album, I Am Sasha Fish, was released in like 08, 09. And basically they explained that she released a video for a single for her song, Why Don't You Love Me? And it came out in May of 2010. The song barely played. Right. But it was eligible. So when her name went into the ballot and the voting academy got a hold of it, they voted. And, they, and because she's so popular, it's like once your name gets in there, then it becomes a popularity contest. I.e. the reason that the Book of Eli, which we also talked about that he addressed, the Book of Eli was submitted because someone in the voting academy threw Denzel's name out there. And since that was the last movie that he did, everybody just kind of gravitated towards Denzel. And that's how the, the uh, movie got nominated. But they actually took that movie out of the nomination for best movie. So, it gave a little light, you know, and, and I'll say this much. I think that it falls on the artists, too. Um, female hip-hop artists, you know that it's very few of you now. So, this should let you know that this kind of leaves the door open for you to kind of get in there and do your thing. Now, speaking of BET, BET and TV One are going to have a little new competition. The Dish Network is going to be launching a new TV station called Punch TV. And it's an African-American TV station that's going to debut this summer. It's to uh, Dish subscribers only. And they are aiming to compete with BET's adult programming and TV One. So they, they... I've heard about some of the shows there. Um, Honestly, it looks like they're going for TV one more than BET. And um, I don't know. We'll see how that works out. (laughs) Hey, Nick. Nick, you sure sure that uh, all those guys that uh, brought out the movie uh, with Beyonce, what's the name of that movie that she did? Uh, Obsession? Yeah, Obsession. Or whatever it was, Obsession. That was those guys that started this particular station, right? I believe so. Yeah, I believe also, so. I, I, yeah, I heard about that. That it's not only that it's, it's aimed towards satellite. If you're a uh, antenna user uh, without cable, uh, they're gonna have that on that particular brand too. Because actually, they they bought a network that's using the dial of the digital dial, like 2.1, 2.2. You know mm-hmm. how they're doing on a digital antenna. They're using yeah. that. So, man, it, it's, it's pretty big. I don't, you know, I know we're, we're not really expressing it from that standpoint, but if people really realize what these guys are doing, I'm letting y'all know right now, that is humongous for what these guys are doing. Well, I'll say this much. I hope that content-wise, I, I, I'm, I, I mean, I, and I'm definitely in support of more black programming. Right. But I'm not in support of black programming if it's going to come off like some BS. Well, actually, you know, they so said I, they're going to they're going to use um, older. They're going to target like older programs, starting off stuff that we're familiar with, 
you know, stuff that we've seen before. And then it's going to yeah. have some actual, uh, some original programming too. But they're not going after that buffoonery type stuff. So, you know, you're, you're going to see some stuff that was good quality programming at one time that we don't see anymore. So, I mean, the way that they're talking, I've heard I've heard them speak upon it um, on another station, but uh, they're going to definitely try to target great programming, and, and, and hopefully the original stuff will step it up, too. So if you're a writer out there, you might want to try to get at these brothers for this particular uh, network that they're starting up because it's eventually going to go to cable, but um, it's starting off with the antenna, and uh, eventually it's going to move on up from there, too. Well, I wish them luck. I hope it does well. No, yeah. I really do. I really hope it does well. As long as the content is good, you know, I'll support it all day long. But anyway, so getting to today's subject, Mr. Too Damn Good. Let me tell you how I came up with this. I'm on my way, um, you know, it's been graduation after graduation. Anybody follows me on Twitter or Facebook, you know the last couple of days I've been dealing with graduation. That's been a funny case in itself. But um, I, I was at Walmart this morning, um, right before I went to the graduation. I'm looking around the music section, and uh, I got thinking about a couple of artists, and I'm just like, you know what, it's been a long time since such and such dropped an album, or it's been a long time since such and such. Like, what happened to this person? What happened to that? And I just got thinking, I'm like, well, damn, they're still out there doing shows. They're on Twitter all the time. They're on Facebook all the time, but they're not putting out any music. And so I just I started compiling a list of artists. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Are they, do they think that they're just that good, that they only need that one album? Or that they can drop an album every four or five years or every eight years. You know, I just I got to thinking about it, just the mentality of these artists nowadays versus what we had. Well, I say what we had, but what the generations before us had in terms of their recording artists. And it just got me to thinking, some of these people just really think they're too damn good. They really think they're too damn good. And I broke them up into three categories. And right after we... um get back from this break, we're going to go into them, but the three categories are the artists who've only put out one or two albums and they're just kind of left, then there's the artists who put out albums every blue moon, like every eight to ten years they may put out an album, and then there are the artists who've gotten worse with each album, now these are, these are artists that actually have talent, but in terms of their content, they've gotten progressively worse. So when we get back from this first break, and if you want to get in on this conversation, give us a call, 718-508-9972. After we play this first song, we're going to go right into it. And this first song for us today is actually by two artists who fit right into this first category. And this is Lauren Hill and D'Angelo. Nothing even matters. This is The Middleman Presents Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton on Block Talk Radio. Nothing even matters to me. 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 Nothing even matters to me.
went through more trials and tribulations than Marvin Gaye. And he still... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't just mean stuff to do stuff. But <laughs> I, I get okay, yeah. Rick James, Rick, Rick, yeah, Rick, Rick too. But yeah, uh, I, 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 Lauren will remain one of those great mysteries because every year they say either Pootie's getting back together or she's working on new material. At this point, I'm done. I don't care. I don't, yeah, if it comes out. Yeah, they've been saying that for years. They've been saying that for years, yeah. man. Now, her partner in crime for the last song that we just played. And if you want to get in on this conversation, go ahead. If you're listening online. Go ahead and give us a call, 718-508-9972. If you're listening on the phone, go ahead and hit that number one. We'll bring you in and let you talk about this. Her partner in crime is the next guy on my list, D'Angelo. Yeah, man. This dude, first off, D'Angelo comes out and he introduces us to this modern hip-hop neo-soul movement. And then he... He's gone for like five years. Then he comes back with Voodoo, another classic album. If you can get past that damn video, it's another classic album, and then he's just gone. And 11 years later, the only thing that we can say about D'Angelo is that he got busted trying to get some $40 head from a prostitute. Yeah. What the hell? And I, I don't know if it's just the drive and, and just the way society make a lot of these artists idols, if y'all know what I mean. Because they don't have competition that would make, you know, back in the day a lot of artists had competition. You know a lot of artists, especially R&B artists, talk about how they are competitive against people that they're out there against. You know, you look at artists now, they don't have that anymore. You know, you got one guy that may put out an album like a D'Angelo. Who was in the field with D'Angelo when he was out there? Not many. When D'Angelo all... dropped... Yeah. Now, now, now let's, let, let's, let's break it down. When D'Angelo dropped, just the new the two newest cats of that year were D'Angelo and Maxwell. And they in two different lanes. They had two different lanes, but they were still on that soul side. They were still... They were still a throwback to... to the... To the of the glory days of the Motowns and the Stacks and the Malicos and the Chess Records. They, they were that throwback to that. True. You get what I'm saying? I got you. I and got that, you. Was, that was their main, that was their main, that was their main competition. In addition to that, you know, just in R&B in, in general, you had a lot. You got to think, man. You're talking about 94, 95, 96. Think about how much R&B was coming out at the time. You know? Okay. And I, you touched on something that that I was thinking about a little earlier, I'm, I was listening to this interview that uh, Diddy had. And people can say what they want to about Diddy, but you can't deny that he is a very smart man and he brought up a good import, uh, a good point. If you got somebody that's a five, talent-wise, and you put them up against a two, of course they're going to shine. Of course they're going to shine against a two. That doesn't make them a ten. That doesn't mean they can get in the building anywhere else. Right. And my thing is, you got somebody like D'Angelo that was a ten, and he was coming out when there were a lot of tens around. But mm-hmm. like you said, the drive isn't there. Like these artists nowadays, yeah. they'll put out four albums and be like, well, you know, I'm a veteran, you know, I'm going to go ahead and retire and move on to something else. No. The Temptations put out 54 studio albums. They still working. Think man. about that. <laughs> yeah. And they're still oh, working. Yeah. 54 studio albums. Some of these cats don't even have 54 songs. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can take the biggest TV Wonder fan and the biggest TV Wonder fan couldn't name you in order every single album that he had because he had so many. Yes, Lord. Matter of fact, he did so a double many. album on a book of life. Exactly. So my thing is, it's just like now, it's like where is the drive in these artists? Why is it that the people that say, why do I have to keep listening to Lil Wayne putting out two or three albums a year, but I can't get a third album from D'Angelo? Wow. And see, that's one person that I'm tired of. I'm so tired of Lil Wayne. No disrespect. I'm just tired of him. I don't want to hear no other, like, no more return albums and uh, return of the 
whatever, mixtape, Lil Wayne, and the blackout, dropout, the whatever. I'm tired of But Nick, you got to. He fits into that third category, to be honest. We're going to get to him in a second. I'm going to go to this next artist that's on this list of artists who've only put out one or two albums and then left. Jasmine Soda. Let me tell you something. I'm pissed off about this because she is so, she's still so new and she's so refreshing. Just in terms of her voice, just in terms of her writing ability, just in terms of her performance. Her, her way that she's able to mix and mingle between R- mainstream R&B, neo-soul, hip-hop, old-soul, gospel. And for her to do these two albums and then all of a sudden, you know, I need to take a break from the music business. I'm pissed off. Who do you think you are? <laughs> hey man, you, you, teach him, you teach him like that. You know, I, I like I said, I go back to what I said, man. It, it's just the way that they, the mentality of what they're able to do now. You know, what they think they're doing because... You know, society put them on that pedestal so high up now. They think they're on the same playing field of a Marvin Gaye and all these other artists that put out these multiple albums. I agree with you, man. It's sad. You know, I, I was going to say really sad? Yeah. Is that the people that brought her in realize that, realize who her crew was, the, the people that cultivated her to the artist that she is now? Kendrick the Family right. Soul, Jill Scott. Music Soul Child, John Legend. These are people that she worked with when everybody was ground floor. She met Stevie Wonder and performed with him when she was 13 years old. Like, you were around people who had drive. You were around people who had the, you know, the, the, the get up and go about them. Yeah. And here you yeah. go after two albums and be like, I need to take a break. Do you know how many people, here's one, we know how many people on a daily basis try to break into this business and here you are, a real artist with a real opportunity and a, and a real voice that can really touch people and change the perception of what black music is. Because they think black music is uneducated. They think black music has no substance. And you're one of the people that can change that perception. And you want to take a break? I don't even want to talk about her anymore. <laughs> I, I go to the fourth person on my list. Tweet. Yeah. What the hell ever happened to Tweet? Yeah. And you ironically, think, I, I talked think, to her on um on Twitter last night. Mm-hmm. And she finally has a new record out. It's, it's her, Kiki Wyatt, and Kelly Price. And it's called Mirror. It's a really good record. But I'm like, what the hell? She's been out of her, her label situation for a while now. So there's no, really no excuse why she couldn't put any music out. I'm just saying. So do you think it's lack of promotion with some artists because... If the labels, even though, you know, you and I understand that, you know, not you and I, but we as fans uh, can understand that these particular people can make great music and have great potential. But the label look at them like, you're not giving us the numbers you want. You're not feasible anymore. So we're going to shut down the monies that we put towards your project. And that's one reason why they disappear like that. Okay, and I can understand in her, that. In her case, I wouldn't say that for D'Angelo. And I definitely can't and say that for Lauren Hill. I can understand that in terms of if this were 1987, or hell, even if this were like the mid to late 90s, I could understand that. But given the fact that the last two artists, Jasmine Sullivan and Tweet, that I mentioned on this, were artists who came out between in the 2000s, in the time where people were establishing themselves as independent artists and making a damn, like somebody, prime example, just like you said, you know, the label shut down the money. All right, Joe had the situation with Jive. He was like, you know what, they want to shut down the money, let's get out of this deal, we're going to cut this uh, indie deal with uh, Kadar Entertainment, and I'm going to keep it moving. And Joe has put out three albums and is about to drop another one. Since he left his situation with Jive. Bobby Valentino, the same thing. Death Jam was like, we don't want to put any more money into Bobby Valentino because his last album didn't sell like it needed to. Okay, cool. Let's call up the lawyers. He got out of his deal with DTP and Death Jam. Signed a label deal with EMI. Put out an independent album. Sold 200000 of that. Got a deal with Capital and put out another album. It's, you keep it moving. This is, your, this, is, this is what you say you want your career to be. Now, can I walk into Jackson Hewitt tomorrow and say, hey, you know, I like this. But I think I need a break. 
I'll, I'll see y'all in about eight years. You think you're going to still be on the payroll? Hell no. If this is what you say you want to do, you know how difficult it is to break into this business. If this is what you say you want to do, then how dare you have the audacity to just sit on your ass? I could see if it were a situation like, um, I don't know, this there's so many artists that get screwed into their label situations and they want to put music out, but they can't. Right. But these are people that are out of their situations. And, hell, Tweet hasn't been signed to, uh, to Electra Entertainment since 2005. It's 2011. You get what I'm saying? Like, it, and yep. I don't and know. Also, she got a daughter, too, man. You know, she got a daughter that, that you know, a uh, real good singer. You know, she got some stuff that, her, her you know, that I've heard. Yep. But what type of example are you setting? If right. you know your daughter wants to get into the music business, what type of example are you setting for her? And I'll I put it to you like, I don't know Tweet personally. I've, I've talked to her a few times. I actually talked to her about uh, getting on a record with me. I think she's an incredible singer. I think she's an incredible artist. But I think there's a severe lack of drive within these artists right now. They either don't want to put out any albums or they want to wait until they feel like the market is fresh and it's right for the picking again for them to come back out, which leads me into our second category, artists who put out albums every blue moon. Blue moon. Prime example, Maxwell. Maxwell came back with a great album with Black Summer's Night. No doubt he was one of the people that helped bring the ballot back to radio. I absolutely love Maxwell's album and to be honest, this album is what made me a Maxwell. I was never a Maxwell fan, to be honest with you. I was not, a, in his heyday, I was not a Maxwell fan, but this album made me a fan. But damn it, why did it take him eight years to do it? That's true. That's true, man. Same thing with Belial. Belial was considered one of the best artists you could possibly think of. When he first came out, they were just like, oh, he is just, he, they called oh, him the yep. prince. They said that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was bringing substance back to the music business. And what yep. happened? They, they were just put out a new album last year. Right. Right. They were all over him, man. Yeah, they were all over, and deservedly so. The dude is incredible. He's incredible. But it's like, you're not that good. You're good, but you're not that good to where you can just sit up there and have somebody on the clip. Because let's be honest, for those of us who still go out and buy CDs, you may have a CD and you might play that CD for a month straight. And I'm not saying that artists have to drop CDs every month, but what I am saying is you have to, especially nowadays, you have to be interactive enough with your fans to keep their attention. There's a very short attention span going on right now in terms of fans and the music business. One person that I give up to, give it up to constantly, Raheem Devon. In between his albums, that dude is going to drop at least five or six mixtapes with quality music on them. I'll never forget the day he went on Ustream and said, you know what, I don't know when my next album is coming out, but I'm not going to keep y'all waiting. I'm about to release some music, and if I got to release free music every four or five months, then that's what I'll do until they put my next album out. And that's what he did. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that you got to give all your music away, but if you have fans, like, I take it, for me, I'll use an artist, for me as an artist, to me, it's an honor for someone to go in their pocket and pull out 5 or $10 and give it to me for my songs. Especially nowadays. People don't have money like that anymore. That 5 or $10 can go into your son's your daughter's clothes you know it can go anywhere but you chosen to take that money out and say look I support you here is my five or ten dollars for what for what you're selling right now right so you can't sit there for people to do that especially in these days you can't really just kind of play with them like that and then want to rest on a legacy not even so much a legacy. A legacy takes time to build. You want to rest on when you were hot five or six years ago. 
Drew Hill is another example of that. And and Drew Hill is one of my top three favorite groups. My three favorite groups are the Temptations, Boys and Men, and Drew Hill. But they pissed me off because the album they dropped last year was the first one they had dropped since 2002. And then it was nowhere near on the level of the, other, the previous albums. I'm sorry. I know that Rochelle is out there listening. Rochelle is Cisco's personal assistant. And I know for some of the people that I'm going to be calling out tonight, I'm telling you all right now, my Twitter, my email, and my phone are going off in the morning. But you know what? So what? Hopefully I light a fire in some of these people to get their asses out there and work for the people that put, help to put them where they are. Yeah. But Drew Hill comes out with this album, and it's the part. Now let me ask you this. On the hip-hop side, who are some of those albums that just, those artists that just decide, hey, I'm going to put out an album every blue moon? I'm just, I can tell you one person that sticks out in my mind, Dr. Dre. I'm so sick of hearing about Detox, I don't know what to do. Man, somebody need to drop Kid Dre in the neck. <laughs> I mean. Damn. Yes. I'm just saying, why, 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 y'all, why you got to drop, drop Kid Dre in the neck, man? Hey, come on, man. Like, like he builds up everybody anticipation about... Is but now, but it, it's, it's still out, but, but was good. It's but still, about to be like sixty years old, man. Come on, now. I understand it's good marketing and, and anticipation is there. I'm not anticipating it no more. I'm just keep it real with you. I I, I fell out with Detox see, see, five years ago. See, you lost. It. See, you lost it. Everybody, five years everybody ago, I was, I was lost, done with that. Yeah. A lot of people lost interest in it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna I tell mean, you something right now. I'm gonna tell you something right now. At this juncture, the best thing for Dre to do is to not release Detox. Yep. I wouldn't because really. I'm tell you right now. If it sucks and if it tanks, it will ruin Dre is going to lose a lot of money on everything else that he's been working on the last few years. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hey, hey, but Nick, something you were saying too about the R&B artists, man. I think, I think a lot of them are just lazy. And, you know, I, I appreciate you for... You know, just keeping it real with your people that you deal with in the industry. Just let them know, hey, man, your artist is lazy. And maybe they just lazy. Because, like you said, with Raheem, he put out music because, you know what I'm saying, if if the label's not going to do right by me, hey, I'll do it myself. I think a lot of these people that sign these deals and want these positions and situations, they want somebody to do the work for them. And when they get somebody to do the work for them, they forget what it is that put them in a position and got them there to make them put that music that they got out. If you can't get back to your first album, something wrong, man. Something real wrong. Go back to your hometown. Go back and visit your grandma. Do something. Let me say something about, let me say something along the lines of that, too. Because we have a lot of listeners who are actually artists and they're trying to get into the business. And I got some advice from uh, Lil Mo a couple of years ago. And at first I was like, she's crazy as hell for telling me this. But after I sat back and I, I, I peeped game for a little bit, I saw that she made perfect sense. She said, getting a record deal is the easy part. It's not difficult to get a record deal. First off, mostly everybody's under production deals, and that's honestly one of the easiest deals that you can get. But getting out in the marketplace, becoming relevant and staying relevant, that's where it's hard. But the problem is a lot of people just don't have the drive to do it. They don't have the drive to do it. But what pisses me off is the people that actually get out there, they become relevant, they can stay relevant for a second, and then for their own reasons, not to follow the label, not to follow the fans being fickle, but for their own reasons, they just leave everybody high and dry. So how can you expect somebody to fully, fully want you to come back? And you treat them like shit. Prime example, Lauren Hill. We talked about the album, but Lauren Hill has done shows as of late where she comes two, three hours late and expects people to be just as excited as when she first performed these songs in 99. Yeah, my friend Are told me serious? she performed at 1 o'clock in the morning out here, didn't she? Yeah, it was supposed to be there at like 8 or 9. Yeah. <laughs> How can you keep... Can you really think that you can keep dicking people around like that? That ain't right. So she just got I mean, it like I'm, that. <laughs> yeah, she just said she got it like that. With that, uh, I wish I had a better weave on. Anyway, <laughs> before we before we get into our last category for this subject, we're gonna go into our second song. Uh, the guy who started this second category, huh? He put out albums every now and then, but hey, 
When they put them out, you can't deny they're hot. This is Maxwell with Bad Habits. The Middleman present Talk of the Town with Nick E on Blog Talk Radio. Who sincerely have talent 
but their albums have gotten progressively worse as their career has gone along. Now, this one I'm going to catch a little flack on. I already know because there's two artists in here in this list that I um, I have relationships either with them personally or with their people. And um, but hey, like I said, I'm trying to I'm trying to ignite a fire. Some of y'all, this is this is getting ridiculous because the next generation doesn't have anybody to really look up to now. They don't. All they see is Walker Flocker. They see these yep. they see these artists that they deem as less talented, but guess what? They're out there and they're working. They're working. Yep. So now these artists who've gotten worse with each album, it hurts my heart to say this first one because she's so talented. But Chrisette Michelle, Damn. she was actually she was actually the inspiration for this show today. Chrisette Michelle's first album, I am. And now, now this is the thing about it. I'm not a singles person. I am an album listener. I recognize the importance of a full body of work. In terms of her albums, her first album, I Am, was classic. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely classic. Almost every record on there was just, I mean, it was one of those ones that you could just play and play and play. Her second album, Epiphany, the first single was cool. It was a nice little anthem for the ladies. Yeah. Right, right, right. But the album overall, it was eh. Lacking. And they had Neil writing on the album. I think Neil's a great writer, but I think that Chrisette Michelle is such a great writer herself that they didn't need to go that route. They should have let her write her second album. And now this third album, Let Freedom Reign, it's horrible. (laughs) I couldn't get past the first three songs. Oh, man. And now she's saying that, you know, the next album she does is a gospel album. I think at this point, and I'm not trying to question anybody's faith, but I think she's trying to save face at this point. It's just me. But I think she's trying to save it. And I'm not the only one that said this. She gets this all the time. Anybody who follows her on Twitter, um, they don't know. She gets this all the time. Her fans are always saying, and they're not saying, you know, because sometimes fans have a tendency, especially with this social networking, now they have a chance to go in. But I think with Chris and Michelle, a lot of them are coming to her like, hey, what, what happened? I'm, I'm here for you. I'm riding for you. But what happened? Damn. It's hard. It, it, it's like, what can you say? The girl, had, no one can sit there and tell. That's right there, man. That, 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 that just hits you in your chest, man. I wasn't expecting you to say Chrisette, though. And we still talk about it, too. I'm no, telling I, I you, agree with him, man. I agree with him. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally just saying, like, you know, I wasn't expecting him to say Chris and Michelle. I thought he was going to say somebody else, man. I really did. She was. Oh, I'm telling really you, she did. was the inspiration behind this entire show. I, I agree with you, though, Nick. Yeah. Each album has been a downslide. Now, the next person, some, some people may not agree with me. And I'm not saying that he's gotten progressively worse with each album, but he has not grown as an artist. I hear the same thing from him every time around, and that's Duelle. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 yep, yep, yep. He's stuck in the same he's place that he was route. in that first album. Yep, yeah. Like, and dude plays like 23 instruments. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible writer, but he keeps going the safe route. Every single yep. time. It's. If you put all his singles together, it sounds they like all sound his the first album. Yep. yep, 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 that is true. He's got that Jagged Edge syndrome. I used to be in the R&B group, and this was the crazy thing about Jagged Edge. We used to do this thing where we did this Jagged Edge medley. We did all their singles. Um, uh, what was the first one? I Gotta Be, uh, to He Can't Love You, Let's Get Married, um, Promise, like, we did the, like their first four albums. We did medleys of the entire thing, and we ended off with "Walk Out of Heaven." And people used to be like, "Oh man, that's such a great tribute." It wasn't that it was a tribute. It wasn't at all. We were trying to show people that they sound exactly the same every time they come out. And it's the same thing with Dwelle. Mm-hmm. And there's just no growth. There's no growth. If you have a, a, a fan base that's riding with you, show them some growth. Show them that you actually care about what it is that they do. You know, show, yeah. show them that you actually care about the fact that they support you. Because it doesn't stop at buying the album. It costs thirty-eight fifty to go see y'all. You know what I can do with $40? Mm-hmm. 
Fake crime. Get my fake. damn metro bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Hell no. Another artist on this list that has gotten progressively worse with each album. I'm sorry, but if you put it in comparison to his first album, even though he's been consistent about putting music out, Music Soul Child. I knew you were going to say him. I yep. knew it. Yep. Now they yep. did say his newest album is somewhat back up on the level again. Guess what, though? It's just, it's, it's, Kev, you just called it a few minutes ago right before we went into this. Go back to your grandma house. Go back to your mama house. You got to go back to your roots. That's what he did. He did. But, hell, it took him from, music came out in 2000. It's 2011. If that was the case, this should have been his second album. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That last oh. album, that last album was horrible. Was horrible. The first single that song with the song with Mary was just a spinoff of "Teach Me How to Love." Yep. Teach me how to love, and if you leave with the same song, I'm like, damn, did R. Kelly produce it? <laughs> damn. And R. Kelly would have been on this list if it were not for "Love Letter." Right. If it were not for the uh, the Love Letter album, the most recent album he put out, he would have been on this list. He said it himself. He had to go back to his soul. He had to go back to his roots. He said it was the hardest album he's ever had to do. But he went in there, he worked, and he turned out a great album. That's the only thing that kept him off of this list. But I tell you, who didn't get kept off of this list? And I think he's a great singer. I think he's focusing more on his acting than anything. But in terms Tyrese. of his music. Tyrese has gotten a word Tyrese. for each album. That first album. <laughs> How did I know? Lately. Man. Sweet Lady. Those were classic yeah. records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still like them now. Oh, yeah. You can listen to them now. Oh, yeah. You can still listen to them right now. Yep. But his new shit, that, that black guy, oh, when he tried to rap, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we did an interview man. with that cat when he did that, and he just was really going in like it was the thing to do. I remember right. when he was on. The, I remember that one. He was on the cover that I couldn't even see. I was like, "Damn, y'all must have spent a lot of money on black ink for that." That's a <laughs> black ink, black. <laughs> I guess my biggest thing because we're actually we're getting to the close of the show, and I, I guess my biggest thing in all of this is. There are over 10... Let's look at MySpace. There are over 10 million artists on MySpace. Now. I'm not even talking about during the heyday of MySpace. There are over 10 million artists on MySpace. People are trying to break into this business every single day. And you have a few that are able to get in, stay in, and they actually have talent. But what is the point of them even being there? If they're not going to stay, if they're not going to give it their best shot, if they're not going to put their best foot forward with it, and if they're not going to be consistent, what the hell is the point in being there? And since this is a, a late show, I feel like I can go ahead and say this, because, you know, we try to keep it kid-friendly around here. But a friend of mine put this the best way I could ever think about it. He was like, you cannot treat music like it's a bitch you want to fuck only when you're horny. Hmm. I agree. Take it how you want it. I agree. But it's true. That's real. It's only when they get horny do they want to head to the studio. And then the first thing they want to do is they want to say, I'm bringing back real music. Now, to me, that's a slap in the face of the Jill Scott. That's a slap in the face to the Lettuces. That's a slap in the face to the Anthony Hamilton. That's a slap in the face to the boys and men who, who are there, there. They're out there, and they're putting this music out for us. Right. But who we go? We go right to the people that ain't been around. Ooh, Maxwell coming back. Let me go see him. Well, no, Anthony Hamilton been holding it down for the longest. And if you put Anthony Hamilton on stage with most of these cats, he'll bust their ass in a heartbeat. 
how many times are you going to get in the ring with ring rush? Stay on your job, guys. Stay on your grind. Keep putting this music out. I appreciate everybody who listened in tonight. If you want to comment on this, you can definitely go on to the Middleman uh, Talk Show on Facebook. You can send us an email at wearethemiddlemen at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. We follow back. Yep. This Sunday, we're coming in with the Middleman Show. It's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. Damn good one. Damn good one. Hey man, that's, you know I, 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 I'm drained for the night, guys. You know what I think I'm gonna do? I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna listen to a little Jill Scott and Anthony Hamilton. Oh, that that new Soul in Love record. I think I'm gonna listen to that. You know, get my groove back real quick. They'll get my grown man. And I'll be right back here, back at our regular time at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, next Thursday night. I think that's about it, man. Great show. Great outro.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.